My guest today is an inspiration. Barbara Best is clear about and focused on her purpose as co-founder of both Capstrat and Capstrat Women's Forum. She knows the difference she wants to make with business owners and with professional women, and she fearlessly focuses herself and those around her. I'm glad you're here today to hear how she does it. Welcome to the Courage of a Leader podcast. This is where you hear real-life stories of top leaders achieving extraordinary results, and you get practical advice and techniques you can immediately apply for your own success. This is where you will get inspired and take bold, courageous action. I'm so glad you can join us. I'm your host, Amy Riley. Now, are you ready to step into the full power of your leadership and achieve the results you care about most? Let's ignite the courage of a leader. So Barbara, when I interviewed you for the Courage of a Leader book and I asked you the question, how do you get others to focus on what really matters? I didn't fully realize how perfect of a question that was for you, because uh, I see how you organize your life and your work around what is important to you. The two organizations that you co-founded represent important work to you. Can you tell us why? Oh, yeah, you know, that's been a gift that I've been able to do work that's so aligned with my purpose, because I really believe in serving others and help helping others fulfill their potential, whether that's colleagues that I have or clients of ours or women that are engaged in our women's forum. And so uh, helping to inspire them, but then also to have them own their voice and power to make that happen for themselves. And for me to be a partner in that process is really fulfilling. I love that. I love that. We can, we can see it. So involved in the different leadership positions, uh, like you are, Barbara, so much you are doing and so much you could be doing. How do you focus in on what's most important? That's hard. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes uh, everything's important. Um, you know, I think that that is really challenging. I think it's often taking a step back and pausing and looking at, okay, what are we trying to accomplish here? Because there's always so many uh, levers to pull and things at play. It's never really a neat, you know, straight line. And mm -hmm. actually, I never think in a straight line. I'm always looking at uh, really the relationships that different things have to each other, which is a blessing and a curse, you know, because it can, gets distracting around prioritizing. But really having the right team in place that can everyone be clear on the mission and what we're trying to accomplish and stay focused on the topic at hand is so important. I mean, I, in a meeting, I really, when we get mission creep in meetings, I start to get the hives, right? So uh, I can really, it's really important for me to help us get back on track to focus on 
what is the issue at hand? And if there's another issue that gets raised, which often there is, great, let's put that aside, but let's stay focused on what is in front of us and what decision needs to get made on that issue so then we can move forward and then then address other issues that will come after that. But really staying focused on what's that foundation? What's the fundamental issues that need to be addressed? And then build a path. Well, what, what a gift, Barbara, that you see that mission creep and that you have that reaction to it and you notice it. Because I think that there are so many teams and groups that don't notice it in the in the moment, right? And this would be good also, and this would be good also, and it's all well-intentioned, but then we've gotten ourselves away from what we, what we said we were out to accomplish in the first place. Well, you know, and I don't want to discount the value of that collaborative brainstorm or some of those things that arise, because it, it, it may be, hmm, I did not even think of that. So... I don't want to think that I'm all knowing or even have that arrogance to suggest that mm -hmm. this is what we need to be doing. This is the path we need to be going on. But to be, about that. Yeah. <laughs> to be curious, right? To be open enough as a leader to say, you know, I miss that and that we need to incorporate that is, is really important. But, you know, when people are together and respond to things, then they can really, it can be about them or where they're going. So trying to differentiate between something that absolutely needs to be integrated into a decision or into an issue and maybe require some reprioritization of what you initially thought we needed to focus on. And when we just need to make sure we're acknowledging someone's perspective, but then politely getting back on track, that's, uh, sometimes I think I just use the gavel a little um, when I need to keep the train moving down the tracks. And some, you know, it's that's a little bit of a difficult balance sometimes as a leader to figure out when to just really embrace everyone's ideas and just keep the train going, you know, and uh, and staying focused. Yeah, I was thinking about that same word, the balance of that. And we actually, we really appreciate it when our leaders use that gavel. <laughs> when it's needed. <laughs> yes, well, there you can read the room a little bit. On Zoom, it's a little harder to read the room, um, but which has been a challenge, right, over the uh, um, past um, few years. And I'm sure it's virtual world is here to stay with us, but you know, it, it does help to make sure that you're not the only one who's feeling this way, because you can, I think you can feel that energy in the room if you've got uh, an engaged group. Uh, yeah, 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 well said. We are talking today to Barbara Best. Barbara is a founder and principal of Capstrat and founder of Capstrat Women's Forum. Barbara primarily focuses on business development and raising awareness of her firm's investment management and advisory services. And she co-leads their Women's Forum which puts on really valuable educational programming. Barbara is extremely generous with her strong network, offering to support and connect others to further their personal and professional goals. 
let me underscore that as a recipient of her generosity. She's also passionate about supporting, empowering, and advocating for others, especially women, to own their voice and power over their financial resources so they can make the most of their one amazing life. Barbara is recognized as one of Chicago's most influential women by the Chicago Business Journal and Rotary International Woman of the Year for her broad personal and professional support of others, her community service and leadership. In addition to being chair of Women's Leaders in Philanthropy for the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation, Barbara is a board member of the Women in Entrepreneurship Institute at DePaul and Housing Forward among other philanthropic activities. Barbara, thank you for being with me today to record this episode. Amy, thank you so much for the privilege of being part of your podcast. I'm so excited about the work you've been doing uh, to help give others courage to be the leader they can be. Thank you, Barbara, I appreciate that. So you've already talked about having the right team and being focused on the mission. How do you know you've caught the right team? Mm, well, I, I think, um, sure, there's an optimal team. It, it depends in, in an organization, especially a um, your business organization. Um, you know, I think it takes time sometimes to realize that you have the right team or not in place. You can certainly feel that when you've got people that can really work together, be accountable, be respectful, people you can trust, you know, that probably needs to be reprioritized in that list. Mm -hmm. um, and that are engaged and committed to uh, really, to, to the business and to, um, to supporting the growth of the other team members and clients. Um, and that you really have, you get in a flow and you can really feel that well. Um, you know, I think we've seen that as we started our business, you know, as a startup. And then as we've brought people in, as we've nurtured some of those professionals and they've grown and expanded their responsibilities, it's really, there's almost been a natural evolution as to who's elevated into through the ranks and who have become partners as well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think it's tough when you have the wrong uh, person in, in, this, in a seat. Um, and, um, you know, but it can be really damaging to um, let someone maintain that role uh, just because of the impact it has on others and on the culture. Yeah. So I think that's always uh, challenging. Um, and uh, feel in larger organizations that there's a lot of those folks, you almost have, you know, it, it's so diffused that you don't feel it as much, right? Um, mm -hmm. I think, and really, I've worked in massive or, you know, major corporations where I was aware of that, but I didn't feel the magnitude, but I wasn't an owner also. So I may have had a, a different feeling about that. And I think in my role in nonprofits, you know, you are where you are, you, you know, you, that ha that's easily happens and you really work to build alliances to manage around some of those folks um, as needed, but that that's really status quo in different uh, in, in a nonprofit service where people are donating their time and you're really grateful, um, but you really need to be aware of getting um, distracted or impacted negatively by some well-intentioned people that might not be really adding value and helping you move forward with the mission of the enterprise. 
I like that you're emphasizing the impact that team members have on those around them. That we 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 want folks that are engaged in the work, yet we also want folks that are engaged with each other and focused on how do we how do we lift up the team, how do we support one another, and I think that's become more important than ever in our virtual world because there's some more intentionality that we need to, to bring uh, to ensuring that we have a positive impact on those on our colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's not going away. I think I think actually that's um, missing. I think it's interesting. You know, we've been pretty flexible in being able to get back to the workplace. Uh, and a lot of our younger colleagues are the ones who really want to get back at the workplace because, okay. you know, when I think back at, in my start of my career, that was a big important part of getting socialized into an organization and, and part of my professional development. And we do, uh, we have some great programs and great interactions that we've structured to help maintain and build culture from the bottom up through some real um, vulnerable exchanges and learning experiences. And that's been super helpful. Uh, and we're going to have to continue. And we've continued to look at ways of staying connected in a virtual environment. And that's going to be so important, ultimately, you know, to retain people, right? Um, they feel like they're part of something. It's harder to to generate and gender those feelings of community when we're in a virtual world, no matter how great technology is. Yes, yes. I like that activities that have us sharing vulnerably, personally, um, with the objective of better understanding one another. Because when we better understand one another, we can better value each other's perspectives and experience, um, yeah, and better understand how to how to interact effectively and in ways that work for the other individuals. Right, right. Uh, and building trust, especially yeah. in there in that process, because if you don't trust the people you're with, it's pretty hard to be vulnerable and know that it's okay, uh, and to show that that to reveal some of the personal side of things, especially when you're trying to present yourself, whether you're here or here in the pecking order, you still want to, um, you're like, well, I, I want someone to have confidence in me. If I like show this weak side, are they, is that going to have them change their perspective on who I am, what I can be um, and how I can contribute? Mm -hmm. Comes back to trust. Yeah, it does. Right. That circled over here. Uh, Barbara, I know we were talking earlier um, about this notion of focusing what's on what's important. Uh, and I know you come into a number of different uh, leadership positions, uh, some appointed, some of you've created yourself because you're a co-founder. Uh, tell us how, how you see the, the landscape and how you see what is important for your leadership to step in and do. Right. Well, it's certainly going to vary depending on uh, really the life stage of the organization you're involved in, right? So I think overall, I think it's important um, that you really focus on how are you being relevant? How are you serving uh, your constituency? How, how are you fulfilling the needs of the people that you serve 
immediate term and then longer term. Uh, I think it's so important to be able to sustain your mission. And so that means you need to evolve what you're doing um, so that you can keep enriching the lives of the people you serve and um, the different stakeholders, whether that's a shareholder, whether that's an employee, whether that's a donor, uh, whether that's uh, someone you're delivering services to, right? It's, it's, it's really making sure the mission, your focus is relevant. And as things change, which they do, um, then evolving um, what you're delivering, how you're delivering it. You know, we, we've had to do that, um, in so many different ways, you know, when um, when this pandemic hit, you know, we our women's forum had this wonderful in-person community in the Chicago and Florida markets, and yeah. we went virtual. You know, we're pretty comf- very comfortable with technology in our firm. And uh, March of 2020, we uh, had our first virtual event. We just pushed it out there and said, "We need to do this. We need to be there." For our women, let's do uh, a program, uh, 30 minute, two 30 minute segments on um, a mindful meditation because, you know, the wheels were coming off. Yes. And, uh, and it, we, at that point, it was like, you know, this will just be a couple months here. So um, <laughs> right. that changed. But we, we offered weekly 30 minute programs for that first five weeks uh, in different aspects of helping women. Um, just pause, be engaged, just enrich them in little bites, like 30 minutes, because we felt, you know, everyone felt overwhelmed, but everyone has 30 minutes, right? But the mission remained the same, yet your focus on how to do it shifted in so many ways. I mean, not only the in-person to virtual, which so many of us experienced, right? But now you were talking a different cadence. You were talking a different uh, duration, uh, probably some of a shift in topic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we were we really were focused on what do people need to hear? What do we need uh, to help people deal with here? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know that was really important. And then in our firm, you know, the way we deliver investment and market updates is through the small video conversation with uh, my other, our managing principal, our founder, uh, my, my colleague, and then another partner who runs our investment group. And that was really a way of helping deliver information in, an, in, a, in a time when that felt very irrational didn't understand what was going on and any kind of anything you got the mainstream population got that you had to read it was just buzzing in your head you really couldn't focus on let me read that paragraph another a fifth time right um but when you can hear two people having a conversation about what's going on and put some rationality in the ration you know create rational explanations of what feels irrational it was soothing it was helpful it was helping people calm down and um so we were really taking this approach in all aspects of our business the women's forum platform as well as in our core business yeah yeah the the videos are easy to absorb (laughs) that's important right yeah 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 because it's a part of getting the information to people delivering it up in a way that they can absorb it and understand it. Yeah, I'm right. just thinking about how, oh, as, as, 
as so much shifts dynamically and rapidly in our world, how having that core miss- mission, what's what's most important to to us, our leadership, the organizations that we're a part of, um, how that can provide the stability and the guiding light, if you will. So it's not, oh, there's like 27,000 different things that we could do. What are the what are the things that are going to best support our mission? Right. The essentials. Right. I, yeah. You know, when we did the women's forum work, I didn't, you know, I didn't try to compete with any other resources in the firm because I knew that they, we had a really focused on doing a lot of good research, what's happening in the markets. You know, we're an investment company, so let's make sure we're able to advise our clients that we're managing all of that money in a way that's appropriate. And those resources could focus on that effectively. And then we can just leverage some of the technology out there on a platform and, and continue to support the women that we're committed to supporting the men were, you know, we're committed to supporting in the different ways we support them. So um, yeah, you really, you know, I couldn't, it would be inappropriate for me to say, well, I need resources to help with this next women's forum event when, you know, the world's on fire felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a lot of people who were, you know, so concerned with, you know, with the market volatility and what's happening that um, really wanted to make sure that we stay focused on delivering excellence to our clients. That's job one always. Gotcha. Yeah, and yeah. it was really exciting. And the nonprofit I'm on the board of, um, one of them, the uh, Housing Forward, yeah. we had to go from a pad shelter environment where everyone's sleeping in a big room overnight mm-hmm. at a church, usually, right, or a synagogue, to taking over hotel rooms um, and finding places to house the homeless. And now, these, you know, the silver lining, which I believe so wholeheartedly in silver linings of especially with the pandemic is we've changed the model completely on how we're going to help housing insecure communities so it's um it's been an opportunity for us to really get out of uh, that traditional patterns and push into new approaches so it's affected like everyone so many different ways and um you know it's been it's been a great it's been a great growth experience as much as it's, you know, I've climbed the walls a few times um, during yeah. the past couple of years. Yes. Yes. Ditto. <laughs> these walls, these walls right behind you, Barbara. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Again, another, another example of a completely different way to fulfill the core mission. Yeah. Well, right. Because now we have these new risks that will be omnipresent also, for example, in the housing situation, we saw the mental and physical health of the people we serve yeah. just improve tremendously, right? Mm. Have more stability, not just have it, you know, be not, you know, they, a lot of times the places they'd go for refuge during the day were closed now and they couldn't even go there. So, yeah, there were some different needs that, be, that were fulfilled and, and we did a better job doing it. There's still opportunities, right, to, to continue that mission and evolve it and pay attention and don't think we've solved it now. It's still an evolving process. Um, and so we're mindful of that. You know, the Women's Forum, we, you know, we ended up 
we did those 30 minute meetups uh, when we would do our programs, usually yeah. twice a day in the morning and the evening, because now we had people around the country, people in Europe, um, you know, all over uh, in Canada, all over the world, sometimes mm -hmm. dialing into our programs. Well, you uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we thought, well, you know, 30 is great and you can accomplish a lot of 30 minutes of this actually. Uh, but sometimes we need to give voice to a longer program, maybe make it more of a workshop, have a really more outcome of what people can accomplish. And so then we've shifted gears and gone to some lunchtime programs. And then we've done a better job now integrating networking because not everyone's networking in person or they aren't as often. And so people are still looking for that. And so having those breakout where people can connect uh, in a much smaller three to four, you know, five people at a time versus, you know, uh, double digits is and triple digits is important. So now we continue to devolve and pay attention to what we're doing with our women's forum too. Yeah. Thank you for your involvement in all of that work. And just, I'm just thinking about the, um, the ways in which it kept your eye on the shifting needs. Well, ultimately that's really what matters. We have to be careful we, that we don't just get in love with what we're doing and think, yeah, this is great. You know, we really have it down because then, you know, it's gonna change and uh, really need to make sure you evolve your messaging too because different people are at different stages of, of what's happening um, in their lives. So um, yeah, we really wanna make sure that we're meeting people where they are, but we're also helping to nudge them to where I think would be good places to be as well. That is an excellent point that you just made, Barbara, that I know challenges me and challenges many leaders. Like we found something that works, right? Let's just even say those half hour weekly meetups that Capstrat Women's Forum was putting on at the beginning of lockdown, right? That's a formula that works. Many would just be like, oh, we, we keep doing that and ha not have their eye on or have their eye on it too late, right? What's, how are things evolving? What's needed next? They move it moving to, I don't know if it's the next version or it's the next curve, right? What's, what's needed and, and how do we make sure we're always out there thinking about the future needs? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny that we've done that. We have a program that we run. Uh, we've run for thousands of women called Money, Power, and Purpose, Aligning Your Finances with Your Future. And, uh, you know, that's a program we do for different women's groups, uh, whether it's uh, ERGs for different corporations or clubs mm -hmm. or associations. Uh, and so that has been just this really successful program that we continue to evolve. Um, we make sure we evolve it uh, and, and evolve the messaging, but the core foundation is there. But with this pandemic, you know, it's been, a, especially the impact on women has been pretty significant. And we have our, our great resignation, but also our great, you can uh, pause and reframe of what's important. Our new program is really about, uh, you know, that five to 10 year, time frame before you as you're thinking of transitioning from a traditional career role you know what you need to really start looking at including our identities you know like who are we without this title and this role and this 
the, you know, being in this organization because we get so caught up in that. And I think because of a lot of what we went through in the last couple of years, a lot of people had to take a step back and say, what am I doing here? You know, like, is this filling my cup? If you had the luxury of that, right? So some, uh, you know, so not everyone has the luxury of being able to make choices. Uh, but part of our program is how can you set yourself up for success so that you do have that luxury so that you build financial resilience and you build a game plan and you can see, can I make this pivot in a way that's more aligned with, you know, what I want to do to fulfill my life and am I living aligned with my values? And so we look through values and identity and and then the financial component of supporting that journey as well. And that's been another new program that uh, we're so, so excited to continue to. Um, What's that out. program called, Barbara? Yeah, the name of this program as, is Financial Strategies to Support Your Brilliant Life. Love it. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it was really wonderful to produce and develop and uh, really to focus on, you know, identity and what we're doing with our, um, our time. We have so much time that we're going to, we have to really plan our lives to use time, but then also um, we're going to spend a lot of years past our core working years. Yeah. And so we have to really make sure we're intentional about having a good financial strategy in place so that we can fund that brilliant life that we want to live and what kind of light do we want to shine on the world you know what is it that we're here to do um in this lifetime so uh, that's always we always like to incorporate purpose and i think that's yeah. so important for you uh, you have heard you talk about the the essence of that with um leadership of connecting to purpose and I think ultimately we all want to feel a connection of purpose, which is how we're going to retain our talent as well. Because when we can connect them to being uh, their why and the purpose that we're fulfilling for others, I think that's what keeps the glue of people wanting to to continue to work uh, and be a part of Capstrat. Yes, yes, yeah, and then it how powerful when it's all aligned, right? We've got our purpose for our leadership, which I call leadership legacy, right? right. Looking to that purpose to guide us in our choices and how we show up in every interaction and for every project uh, that we're engaged in. And then, yeah, when we've got our why for our organizations, why are we doing what we're doing? What, what are these events providing for women keeps us us focused on on what's most important. Uh, yeah, so I think absolutely. it's so powerful to bring uh, the purpose into uh, all the work that you do with educating and supporting people with their finances. And it's so funny, Amy, because sometimes I'm like, God, we talk way too much about purpose. And then I'll be at an event and there it comes again. It's you know, purpose. And I'm like, nope, this is so important. I was at an event um, and they the, the keynote at lunch uh, showed a video that they produced for their organization that I cried through. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we need to keep talking about purpose. You know, when, I, when other people show videos about how they're being purposeful in their work and just how fulfilling that is, it's, it just is a reminder of 
that's why we're here. That's what we're trying to do. That's what's so important to do and be connected to. Yeah. How do you make sure you're focusing on what's most important when there are all of these shiny objects and pieces of information and possible things to do in front of us? It's being clear on that purpose. That's tough. You know, it's there. you can get overwhelmed and caught up in things. And uh, but you're right, you know, getting grounded and having that time, building time in to just take a step back and reframe. Uh, it's just to make sure you're on that right path is um, it's easy to get just to get caught up in the in the doing versus the being. And there's a balance. You have, sometimes you've just got to crank things out. But as long as you build in enough pauses uh, and check-ins with yeah. your team, with your clients, you know, with where the market's going, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, you can keep doing that good work that's going to help sustain the strength and growth of your organization and sustain and grow the success of the people you're serving. Uh, that's certainly. Yeah. Well important. said, Barbara. I want to underscore a couple of things that you just said because we're talking about the, the importance of staying connected to your purpose, but how do we do that day to day? And it's the step back and it's the reflection and making sure you've got those check-ins with your team, with your colleagues, with your stakeholders, right? And building that into our calendars. Otherwise, all of a sudden, two months have gone by and we're, you know, our nose is buried in the weeds. Yeah, that's that's a that's been an ongoing challenge of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I've built in uh, and I've gotten much better recently about having a consistent morning ritual. Oh, uh, it starts out with uh, some loving kindness affirmations mm -hmm. um, for myself and for others in my life and then a couple of gratitudes. And then I have a. Uh, a time scheduled for physical uh, work, whether that's a lot of yoga, which I is also, I think, a moving meditation in a lot of ways, but it's very physically challenging. And then I do a little meditation as well. I build that into my day now. And a little journaling. I used to journal a lot and then I really gave it up. But and then I, um, but I do, I do a bit of journaling and then I record to check that I've been doing the different aspects of my fulfilling my morning ritual to a little self-accountability and um doing my to-dos really a prioritizing what is what am i looking to accomplish professionally and then a couple of personal uh things i'm looking to accomplish and uh, managing that list on a daily basis um, oh thank you yeah. for sharing your morning ritual with us we do have to intentionally plan to pull that attention back to a broader, bigger picture view. Otherwise we are human doings <laughs> and we get into yes. that and we, we've got to intentionally create that mental space to take that step back to see what we're not seeing when we're in, in the midst of driving forward <laughs> with tasks. Oh, yeah. but, oh go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so I, I worked with a coach last year and we, we nicknamed that part of me when I don't do that is, um, the fast train to nowhere, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> because like literally I'm at I'm high speed, full speed ahead, but yeah. going nowhere and yeah. that's, and it can get out of control. And when I can get grounded in that ritual, 
I mean, it's just, it's based on science, not woo, -woo right? It's like, it just really helps you get grounded and all that noise and clutter that's still out there. Yeah. It's just not attacking me. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. brain and my soul, right? Yes. Get off the train to nowhere. I love it, Barbara. Thank you so much for your time today. So many great uh, messages, concepts, rituals that you shared with us today. I appreciate your time and your sharing of your experience. Thank you for giving the opportunity to spend time with you, Amy, and for what you're doing uh, to serve others. I really, uh, really appreciate that. My pleasure. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you for listening to the Courage of a Leader podcast. If you'd like to further explore this episode's topic, please reach out to me through the Courage of a Leader website at www.courageofaleader.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please take the time to leave a review on iTunes. That helps us expand our reach and get more people fully stepping into their leadership potential. Until next time, be bold and be brave because you've got the courage of a leader.